Hello, everybody, and welcome to the SSTN podcast. And today, it's going to be mostly a football-related episode, mostly about the crazy, um, to say uh, at least, week one. But before we start, make sure to follow our Twitter at SSTN Podcast and our Instagram at SSTN Podcast. So we usually start with the news, and we are going to do that. And the only news we really got to talk about is Antonio Brown getting cut by the Raiders and signed by the Patriots. And Sam, what do you have to make on this whole Antonio Brown situation? Because I want to hear this really bad. Uh, I, I don't even I, I don't even know what to say at this point. It's just like absolutely crazy what's going on with Antonio Brown. As we all know, he had the whole incident, got cut by the Raiders, now he's signed with the Patriots, and it's just crazy. I don't think the drama ever ends with him. I, I don't even know anymore. I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Antonio Brown is one of the biggest divas in all of sports. I just think it's a shame because he is a very, very talented wide receiver. Obviously, the Patriots are looking better and better as the week goes on. Gronk can obviously come out of retirement, but I don't know how anybody can have respect for Antonio Brown anymore. Also, but, um, also big, uh, big props to uh, Browns fans this week. Uh, all right, yeah, we're getting we're getting into that later as a Browns fan myself. You could tell I'm not the happiest. And when we get to that point where we talk about the game, there's going to be hell to pay. But let's move on to the topic, the week one aftermath, where we talk about every single game. That happened past week. Obviously, this is being taped before Monday Night Football, so we won't get to those games. But the Packers and the Bears. The Packers ended up winning this game 10-3. to And the story of this game is maybe the boredom of watching it on TV. Um, it was a very boring game. It was very defensive-oriented, but the Packers still got a touchdown on with the Bears' defense. And honestly, if the Bears like don't end up winning a Super Bowl Khalil Mack in the Khalil Mack era, it's because of Mitchell Trubisky. That offense is just not good enough. Damon Montgomery, the, his first rookie game, I said him really good. He really didn't prove too much at all. And this Bears defense definitely disappointed a lot. And I would even say the Packers disappointed a little bit. Well, I went to the Bears defense disappointed. They only let up 10 points. In a regular situation, that would I be... I mean, the Bears game. offense, my bad. Yeah, the Bears offense is uh, very suspect. I Going into the year, I was very suspect of Mitchell Trubisky. I know he had a decent year last year, but there was still much to be proven. It was just a boring game. Yeah, overall, it was just a boring game. Moving on to the Titans versus the Browns. And as a Browns fan... Here, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just just say my thing first because I know you're going to rant for like a good 10 minutes. Let me just say, Browns fans, you're overreacting. Not a bad loss. The Titans have these sort of performances every once in a while. Baker Mayfield is a second-year quarterback. Team is new. They need to gel. The floor is yours. Alrighty. Well, Baker Mayfield, our O-line protecting like Pee-wee's, and our defense are the three things to blame. Nick Chubb did not get the ball as much as he should have. OBJ, Jarvis Landry, not to blame at all. David Njoku caught a touchdown. I do not blame him. We were still supposed to have an average to above average O-line. Joel Bentonio is an elite O-lineman, in my opinion. Baker Mayfield's supposed to be an elite, borderline elite quarterback. 
the thing that pisses me off about Baker, Baker has never been in my top 10 favorite players ever. I have to respect him because he's my favorite team's quarterback. But at the end of the day, Baker Mayfield is just so cocky, it pisses me off. He says all this stuff about the Browns, and then he comes out and shows that performance. The Tennessee Titans defense is nothing special, in my opinion. But they completely like screwed over. Like they they messed with Baker Mayfield. He played absolutely terrible. That pick six at the end, I think, is a whole embarrassment for the team. Uh, we were getting so hyped, but I might be changing my opinion because I'm um, another team looked pretty good in their first game, and um in my in our division. And at the end of the day, I don't want to rant for ten minutes, but this this Browns loss was absolutely terrible and. It's pathetic, in my opinion. I think it's absolutely pathetic as a Browns fan that we had to watch that. It's one of our most hyped teams in years. The Browns have had, and our kicker, Austin Seibert, absolutely terrible. We had a terrible history with kickers. Greg Joseph wasn't terrible, but Zane Gonzalez, all those guys, our kickers have always sucked. I don't know how hard it is to find a good kicker, but please, like, even like when Greg Zerline's a free agent, pay him big money because we need a damn kicker. And um, the Browns. I just think it was a pathetic, pathetic game. Is the is the Super Bowl parade? Uh, is the Super Bowl per- plans off or? Well, the Patriots did sign Antonio Brown, so yeah, I, it looks like I'm not going to be heading to Miami in February to see the Super Bowl. But um, moving on to the next game, and Jesus, this this game was entertaining to say the least um it was the ravens versus the dolphins the ravens won 59 to 10 um we knew the dolphins were going to be bad going into this year but hollywood brown i'm still not i'm still not sold on him i think i'm the only one not sold on him he torched the he torched the dolphins cornerbacks the Dolphins. That's not saying much at all. He uses speed. Sure, Lamar Jackson proved something. And yeah, you could be the best quarterback. I still don't agree with that from that draft at all. Um, obviously the Ravens have an elite defense. Yeah, they dominated. They could win the division. But now with the whole Nick Foles injury, which I have to talk about later, who the hell is gonna win the AFC South? That's a whole up for the bay. I think AFC South has just turned themselves into the worst division in football, even though saying this is a Browns fan when the Titans absolutely destroyed us. What do you have to say on this Ravens Dolphins game? Um, well, this just proves I said that everyone went at me for saying Lamar Jackson was better than Baker. You said that the, their cornerbacks aren't very good, they still have pretty good quarterback, cornerbacks. They have Minka Fitzpatrick, who was a first-round pick a couple of years ago. And wait, can you correct me? Do they still have Xavier and Howard? Yeah, Xavier and Howard. Yeah. Those are quality cornerbacks. It might be the only bright spot on the team, to be honest. Like, it, but Lamar Jackson just proved that he's not a running quarterback at all. He can throw the ball very well. Hollywood Brown, stunning performance. I know it's the Dolphins, but I said this about the Ravens uh, this year, and I'm sticking with my gut. I think the Ravens are going to come out of the AFC. See you this year. I mean, I'm not completely arguing with you now, but the Vikings beating the Falcons 28 to 12. How about Dalvin Cook? This kid is just incredible. I'm a huge fan of him. I've been on his hype train forever. The kid is just ridiculous. He showed it in that Atlanta game, and the Vikings have offensive stability. Zimmer wants to run the ball. That's very, very true. Their defense 
isn't that even bad. I I think this Vikings team, I thought they were getting overhyped, but this week one performance changed everything in my eyes. And unlike the Falcons, who have a pretty decent offense, the Vikings have a solid defense with Harrison Smith. The Vikings have always had a solid defense for a while now. And I'm honestly truly impressed with the Minnesota Vikings. Well, the Vikings have always been that good team ever since they signed um, Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins did what he needed to do. He didn't do anything special, He didn't, but he didn't ruin the, the, the game for himself either. I think that this team is a very good team. And uh, this is very – I think this is more concerning for the Falcons. We went into this year thinking that the Falcons were going to have a great year. They're going back to the playoffs. But this is very concerning. Matt Ryan had an absolutely – do I see, say, abysmal game. I should say that. Uh, we do know Julio Jones got his extension. We'll see. But I think this is a very impressive win for the Vikings. All right, moving on to the Bills versus the Jets. Before we talk about any of the actual game, Frank Gore is doing terrible. They give touches to how about Devin Singletary. And he has an absolutely incredible game. The kid will be a three-time pro bowler. He did not disappoint me at all in that game. This kid is absolutely ridiculous. I have always been his biggest fan. And Devin Singletary, I am on your hype train. But moving on to the actual game, the Jets completely choked the lead. Le'Veon Bell looked good. Sam Darnold has flashes. But C.J. Mosley, he proved that he's worth the money, in my opinion. But late in that game, the Jets completely choked. Like, when Mosley was out on the sidelines, they had no team. Like, I mean, if you have Jamal Adams, Leonard Williams, Quinn Williams, all on your defense, I mean, I know you lost Avery Williamson, but you still can't choke that hard when C.J. Mosley's on the sideline. And at the end of the day, Josh Allen, the Bills, he had a nice comeback, many of it, to, in my opinion, to do with Devin Singletary. But um, at the end of the day, uh, the Jets cannot choke that hard, in my opinion. Well, the Jets did have a good uh, – before the game uh, – uh, went to the Bills' favorite. They did have a pretty good game. Um, I do think definitely, though, that the Jets, um, it's very concerning. Sam Darnold, he looked all right, in my opinion. People say he looked impressive. I think he didn't look as good. Le'Veon Bell did look impressive, though. It's good to see him back in the NFL. Even though with all of his drama, he's still one of the top running backs in this league. But I feel like this, you say that more Devin Singletary. How about Josh Allen coming back from two interceptions to lead the Bills to victory? I think that that just shows how good Josh Allen can be. Well, yeah. I mean, Josh Allen does have a lot of potential, but I just hope Baker and like Sam Darnold even revive from those games. But, well, not not next week. I hope Sam Darnold does not revive next week because we're playing the Browns. We better get a comeback win on Monday Night Football. But how about this? On Saturday, if, say, we did a podcast or Sunday morning, yesterday morning, we were. I mentioned the name Taylor McLaurin. Wouldn't you be like, who the hell is Taylor McLaurin? Admit that. Would you be like, who the hell is Taylor McLaurin? Because I would have. Uh, before Saturday, on Saturday morning, I didn't know who he was, but not as much as I do now. Well, definitely. The kid has a lot of potential. I think he could be the best receiver on the um, Redskins team. And... Like, I was thinking the Redskins were going to be like a Super Bowl contender even with Dwayne Haskins, and I'm a huge believer in this Redskins team, um, especially if Jordan Reed can stay healthy. But at the end of the day, Deshaun Jackson is back in Philadelphia. 
And Carson Wentz looked incredible. He did good for my fantasy team. Even though my fantasy team, all my four o'clock players screwed me up, and now I'm projected to lose. But um, the, Carson Wentz made some beautiful throws, and I don't, I don't care that he didn't play in the preseason. The the guy is just unreal. He could return to his MVP self. I'm a huge believer in Carson Wentz, and at the end of the day, um. Miles Sanders didn't look the greatest. They were giving the ball to Darren Sproles and they had Jordan Howard. There was a lot of confusing stuff that the Eagles did. But at the end of the day, the Eagles could be playoff contenders, in my opinion, like many of us else say. And they obviously got a huge comeback against the Redskins. Oh, I definitely think they're fine. I think I picked them to win the NFC East this year. That just shows I think Carson Wentz is back. The only question is if he can stay healthy. I think we all hope he can stay healthy because he's just a, such a fun quarterback to watch. Uh, what a comeback by the Eagles. What were they down? 20 to nothing against the Redskins. It's just crazy. But that just exposes that the Redskins defense is just, oh, my goodness. But I think you said something about um, Jordan Howard. Uh, we did, we, did we really expect a lot from Jordan Howard? I mean, he had a good year two years ago, but last year was a struggle for him on the Bears. Yeah, I I think Miles Sanders will end up being the main guy on that um, Philly backfield. But moving on to the next game, we've got the Los Angeles Rams versus the Carolina Panthers. And that was scoreless for the um, almost first quarter. But this game, okay, before, like, I want to also explain this opinion. This game has solidified something to me clearly. Christian McCaffrey is a clear-cut better running back than Todd Gurley. I know Todd Gurley almost cracked 100 yards, and he didn't look as bad as he did in the like, last couple of weeks last year. But we all expected the rookie Henderson, the young guy Henderson, to do something. But Malcolm Brown came out of, um, came out of nowhere and had a pretty good game. And also the Panthers were sort of like focusing a lot on Aaron Donald, and they actually kind of shut down Aaron Donald. But that became like a very high-scoring game at the end of the game. At the end of the day, this Rams team, the Panthers team, they're both, like, at least average to better than average teams. Like, I think most people would say that. So, it was overall a good game. It was a three-point game. Um, That's pretty much all I have to say about it. Yeah. I mean, the Rams are a good team. Like, a lot of people picking them to go back to the Super Bowl. I personally don't think they're going back to the Super Bowl. But they have a very high-powered offense. And I think Aaron Donald, as long as they have Aaron Donald, they'll be fine. Yeah, and um, next up, we got the Chiefs and the Jaguars. And obviously, Tyree Kill and Nick Foles got injured, so we have to talk about that. And Patrick Mahomes got injured, but it doesn't look too serious. But Tyree Kill, from a personal standpoint, obviously, I don't feel sorry at all that he got injured because of the whole incident. But Tyree Kill's injury apparently did not affect the Chiefs too much because Sammy Watkins all of a sudden turned into the player that everybody expected when he was drafted top five a couple of years back. And Sammy Watkins obviously was an incredible game, very, very impressive. Travis Kelsey had a good game. Patrick Mahomes, MVP self is back. He could win it for a second straight year. Um, And let's talk about this Nick Foles injury for a bit. Nick Foles, he, I was a huge believer in him, Um, unlike you. And I thought the Jaguars were going to win this division. But even though the Jaguars just, like, breaking news trade for Josh Dobbs, Gardner Minshew is still going to be their starting quarterback. And even with the Texans losing Clowney, all that stuff, and Lamar Miller, the Colts losing Luck, and the Jaguars losing Foles, 
I don't want to say the Titans are going to win this division because I'm not a believer at all in Tennessee, even after the game that they embarrassed us last night. But they might have a chance of winning the division. But Gardner Minshew, if we talk about it, Gardner Minshew did not look bad at all. And there's a reason why Gardner Minshew still be the starting quarterback on that Jaguars team, even after trading for Josh Dobbs. And Leonard Fournette, he's the, but the only problem is Leonard Fournette is the only guy on that Jaguars running game. And I still believe in their defense, even though they did get torched. Jalen Ramsey kind of got torched, even though I'm a huge believer in him. But it's just they need a second running back behind Leonard Fournette. They can't put all the pressure on him, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, the Jaguars, it's very um, sad that they had to deal with that injury to Nick Foles. Everyone was hoping that Nick Foles was going to revive himself and lead the lead the Jaguars to a Super Bowl. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. looks like he's going to be out for a good amount of time. I don't know. That division, I think, is totally off the grass. I still think that the Texans are going to win the division. Like I've, I've been saying, I, people just be underrating the Texans a lot. Even without Clowney? Even without Clowney, because as long as they have J.J. Watt, I think they will be fine. Um, and just, just on Watson has just been a sensational quarterback. It's just it's interesting to see. I think um, – I think they're going to be able to do it this year. Um, Jaguars, we don't know how they're going to do. It's going to be very interesting to see how this division plays out. Well, I guess I can't be a sports podcaster anymore because I'm going to get like totally destroyed for this. Um, moving on to this next game. Uh, I may have benched Austin Eckler in fantasy. Just maybe. Uh, you didn't. Yeah, I benched him for carry on Johnson and Zeke. Uh, so yeah, I'm 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 kind of stupid. Um, I'm definitely gonna start him next week. But yeah, we're we're talking about the Chargers Colts game. This is overall a good game. Austin Eckler, like I was always a huge believer in Austin Eckler. I'm and I don't even think this makes Melvin Gordon look worse. I just think the Chargers are always gonna have a great running game. And but I still do think Melvin Gordon's success will translate if he's on another team. And I'm a huge believer in Melvin Gordon, but the Chargers, it's going to be hard not to stick with Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson after what Eckler did in that first game. And obviously, I think the Chargers' defense is still elite. They have Derwin James, Joey Bosa. It's overall a great, great defense. I'm a huge believer in Derwin James. And at the end of the day, the the Chargers overall, even without Melvin Gordon, I think they're still a playoff team, in my opinion. And their offense is incredible. They have an elite tight end, Hunter Henry, elite wide receiver, Keenan Allen, elite running back even maybe, Austin Eckler, elite quarterback, Phillip Rivers. They have elite at everything. Their O-line isn't the best in the league, but it's still doable. And at the end of the day, uh, the Chargers, they impressed me, but the Colts stuck stuck in there. But we also saw that Darius Leonard had an injury midway through the game, but the Colts with Brissett stuck in there. Yeah, the Colts. Had a good game. Jacoby Brissett flashed some stuff for the Chargers. Chargers had a great game. That yeah, I think everything went right for the Chargers. It's gonna we're gonna have to see how they fare without Melvin Gordon. It's gonna be very interesting. Okay, here's a statement that I never thought I would say. So Cleveland loses by thirty. I mean, I'm blaming it all a lot on my defense, even though we had four sacks. And so Cleveland loses by thirty. Then what team loses by one point? The Cincinnati Bengals. I was trashing on this Bengals team before the season started. A.J. Green is out. Jonah Williams, one of their bright spots, is out. 
Joe Mixon's their only good player. He does nothing, and then he gets hurt midway through the game. And they still lose by one point to a Seahawks team who I expected to be playoff contenders with Jadavion Clowney and Russell Wilson and all those guys. They still only lose by one point. And, like, where, like, the John Ross, like, not want to be considered a bust anymore, and then he just goes, like, off in this game. Like, this game is very confusing to me because I trashed on the Cincinnati team in the preseason. So just to see him only losing to the Seahawks by one point, it's a big shocker to me. Um, the Bengals, wow. I, I am very impressed by them. Uh, that was very, very interesting to see. I picked the Seahawks to make the NFC Championship this year, and it's going to be very hard to resist now that they beat the Bengals of all teams. Wow. I can't believe it. They beat Sam. the Bengals. You're a Giants fan, Sam. And Yes, but at least we know we, we suck. Yeah, so basically, I just want to point out that Saquon cannot win you win you a whole season. But that first run was insane by Saquon Barkley. Their defense, oh. my my Giants fr- um fan, uh, well, my my friend fan was ranting that um my high school team's defense is better than the Giants' defense, and yeah, that's obviously not true. But at the end of the day, yeah, the Giants allowed a lot of points to Dallas. And Dallas, yeah, they were throwing it a lot and all that stuff. They they won by a good margin of the Giants. But the thing that pisses me off the most is that you make a guy the highest paid running back in the league, in Ezekiel Elliott, and you don't give him the damn ball. He barely got the ball at all in week one. Obviously, he scored a touchdown. He didn't get a bad amount of touches. But they, I know they wanted to give it to the kid Pollard. But at the end of the day, that's just what pissed me off. The, the Cowboys defense showed, like, they showed in there. Many expected them to be elite this year. They probably still are. Obviously, I have Leighton Vander Esch, Jones, Demarcus Lawrence. Overall, good defense. So, um. Can you repeat what you just said? Alrighty, guys, we are back from our disconnection, and uh, we left off with Sam. We never got your opinion on the Giants game. So, what did you have to think of that as a Giants fan? Well, there were some things that I was impressed about. There's a whole lot of things I was very angry about. I was impressed with our um, defense against the run. We really couldn't. Zeke couldn't really get anything going. Really, we did a good job stopping them. But our passing defense was atrocious. Uh, DeAndre Baker in his first game. Got absolutely toasted. Amari Cooper just torched us, and we just didn't have a very good game. Eli Manning had a good first half, 
but then he kind of just fell apart in the second half. I don't know what this team is going to do. Saquon had a very good game. We're going to need to make some changes on the team, and I think Daniel Jones needs to start. Well, um, yeah, I mean, that's not an unpopular opinion, but I was like starting to talk about the Lions in the Cardinals game and how much of a choke it was by the Detroit um, Lions, and they're obviously leading by a lot. And Kyler Murray hasn't really impressed me. I don't think he's going to be too good in the league once again. But at the end of the day, the Arizona team ended up coming back and making this a tie. So what was your opinion on this game? It was it was great. I mean, Kyler Murray like has a lot of hype on him. He was the first overall pick. Obviously, he chose football over uh, baseball. Um, we didn't know how he was going to fare in the NFL. But he it was a pleasant surprise. It was very um, intriguing to see him. He had some bad plays, but he also had some good plays, too. He, it was just a good sight to see Tyler Murray. is a, I feel like he's going to be a good quarterback in this league. All righty. And moving on to the second and last game that we have, and that's the 49ers versus the Bucks. And on paper, the 49ers defense looks absolutely atrocious. But at the end of the day, they're one of the worst even they're one of the worst defenses in the league. But at the end of the day, all of a sudden they show up and get two touchdowns against this Buccaneers team. And I just have this one question in my head. Where the hell was Mike Evans this game? Because that's the only thing I'm thinking right now. Like, even as starting him in my fantasy team, that's the only thing I can get on my mind, like on this game. Like, where the hell was Mike Evans this game? And that's the only thing I'm thinking. But I love Mike Evans like as a player. And basically, I believe this is an unpopular opinion. If Mike Evans had like Tom Brady and they got Mike Evans for some re- weird reason instead of AB, then I honestly think if Mike Evans had like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, Mike Evans would be the best receiver in the NFL. And I know that's very unpopular because Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins exist. But at the end of the day, uh, he he just Mike Evans didn't show up in this game. And the 49ers with Jimmy G actually got the win, even though Jimmy G wasn't that impressive. Um, well, I don't understand what you're saying about the 49ers. I think the 49ers have actually a very good defense um, because of, they have DeForest Buckner, they have Nick Bosa, they have Solomon Thomas. And, and Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman. They have um, – who else do they have? They have – I mean, yeah, but they're not – they're not – they're under average in my opinion. Yeah, I could see that. Um, the 49ers, they played a good game. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have the best start to the game. Um, but I do think that the 49ers have potential. They have potential to make the playoffs. As we know, Jimmy Garoppolo went 5-0 and as a quarterback with them, went 1-1 and last year before getting injured. Um, and we're just going to have to see. The Buccaneers, I think this is Jameis Winston's last year to prove something to the NFL. I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's going to have to show us. All right. Then – Moving on to the Sunday Night Football game, we got the Patriots versus the Steelers. And do you think we should just give Tom Brady already his seventh ring? Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, Tom Brady had an incredible game. There's no doubt about it. But let's talk about this one man. This one man who is the best player on this Patriots roster. No, not AB. No, not Tom Brady. No, they're not the best player on the Patriots roster right now. Come at me. It's a man by the name of Stefan Gilmore. He absolutely played incredible. What Juju Smith-Schuster, Stefan Gilmore clamped him up. Let's be real. He clamped him up. 
So, yes, I do think uh, Stephon Gilmore um, in the Patriots, they, they had a very good game. I cannot believe you just said that Stephon Gilmore. I don't even want to think about what you just said right there. Um, it was a great okay, game. Okay. Who would you rather have on the team right now? One of the best corners in the league or a 42-year-old Tom Brady? I would go for Tom Brady. What are you talking about? There, there's multiple quarterbacks in the league right now that are better than Tom Brady, in my opinion. Tom Brady's the GOAT. I'm not disputing against that. But at the end of the day, Stephon Gilmore's a young, talented corner. Well, he's still pretty young. And he can just dominate this man talent-wise right now. Right now, talent-wise, even though Ray B is the best player on this Patriots roster, I know it might be controversial. But do you think – I have this question for you. Do you think that we should already give Tom Brady a seventh room? No. Because the Chiefs are coming and the Chiefs will find a way to beat the Patriots. All righty then. So we are bringing this segment back from a couple weeks ago. It is – Reaction to Instagram. And this one was posted by SportsCenter after Andrew Luck retired. And I just want to see your reaction on this because we were on the subject of Tom Brady. Tom Brady's career. 19 seasons, 97.6 passer rating, 9 Super Bowl appearances, 6 playoffs, and 40 playoff games. Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck combined with the same amount of 19 seasons. 94.9 94.9 and 89.5 passer rating, so lower than Tom Brady, both of them. Um, two Super Bowl makes, way lower than Tom Brady. One Super Bowl, way lower than Tom Brady. And 27 playoff games, way lower than Tom Brady. So, like, what is your reaction? Like, Peyton Manning and an elite quarterback and Andrew Luck combined is still, like, has worse stats than Tom Brady. But even t- – and people are saying Peyton Manning alone – is better than Tom Brady as the GOAT. So, do you, like, disagree with all those people? I absolutely disagree with all those people. Tom Brady is the GOAT. There's no doubt about it. I don't understand who would say Peyton Manning is the GOAT because Peyton Manning has not won as many rings as Tom Brady. Tom Brady is one of the clutchest quarterbacks I've ever seen. He may not be as clutch as Eli Manning was, but he is pretty clutch on his own. But it's just crazy. All right. Yeah, I mean, that that's crazy. But we are moving on to the Australian native, to a different sport. For, like, for the first time all day, we're moving to the sport of basketball. The Australian native, the pretty decent point guard, the LSU alumni, the 6'10 point guard by the name of Benjamin Simmons. And there was a video released a couple of weeks ago of Ben Simmons working on his range and drilling threes. Like, do you buy? I want to see. I want to ask you. Do you buy all this stuff that Ben Simmons will have a jump shot, or are you just like not buying it? That's BS. I'm not buying it whatsoever. We saw videos of him last year shooting shots, and he was making them. He's he has to show me that he's willing to take shots like that. It's not even that he has to take shots. That's like absolutely insane to think that. He is going to immediately start drilling threes. With this history, he's not going to start drilling threes for another, like, three years, I'm betting. Yeah, so we just ran to another disconnection. But, Sam, you may continue about Ben Simmons. Yeah, I don't I – don't, 
it, it just makes no sense that he's going to develop a three-point shot right now. That's all I really Yeah, mean. I mean, I think it could be better than last year, but anything could be better than Ben Simmons' jump shot last year. But moving on to a last topic requested by the man, Sam Marzulli himself, and that is your top five running backs in the NFL. So, Sam, why don't you do your list? Number five, going out to Atlanta by this dude named Devontae Freeman. Devontae this Freeman. is the most ridiculous thing I ever heard in my life. Devontae Freeman is one of the best running backs in the NFL. He's absolutely insane. I don't understand. And he's one of the most underrated running backs in the NFL. Number four, Todd Gurley. Why do I say Todd Gurley? Well, Todd Gurley, what has he just done over the years? Todd Gurley is one of the best running backs. A few years ago, we were even saying that he could be the number one running back in the NFL. Now, he injury issues, and we know that, but Todd Gurley is one of the best running backs I've ever seen. Number three, Ezekiel Elliott just got a new contract. Ezekiel Elliott, what has he done in his career? Well, he's done a lot. He has a rushing title. He has a... He's just, I, I, he's an insane running back. I, I, one of the best I've ever seen. Number two, Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is one of the most underrated running backs in the NFL. Alvin Kamara is a top two running back. Alvin Kamara is just insane to watch. It's crazy to think that people say that he's, he's uh, worse than, I mean, than um, Ezekiel Elliott and, and, uh, and uh, Todd Gurley. And finally, number one. My boy from the Giants, we got Saquon Barkley. I know he's only had one year, but nobody's ever done what he's done since Barry Sanders. And what do we call Barry Sanders? The best running back in the NFL during his time. But Saquon Barkley is single-handedly is going to change the face of the Giants and lead them to Super Bowls. All righty. All righty. So, number five is Todd Gurley. But Todd Gurley, be warned. You got two men right on your tail for that number five spot by the name of Dalvin Cook and Le'Veon Bell. You got two men straight on your tail, and I wouldn't be surprised if somebody takes that spot next week. Then moving on to number four, we got Alvin Kamara, one of the best receiving backs in the game. He obviously can run, and Kamara is just an elite star, absolute star in this league. So I'm a huge believer in Kamara. But... You're kind of a knucklehead, Sam, that you would rank Devontae Freeman over Todd Gurley. Um, not Todd Gurley. Rank Devontae Freeman over Le'Veon Bell, Dalvin Le'Veon Cook, Bell David Johnson, Nick Chubb. You're a moron. But most likely, you ranked Devontae Freeman over this guy, Christian McCaffrey, one of the most elite running backs in all of the NFL, one of the best pass catchers in all of the NFL, the guy is ridiculous. But coming in at number two, we got Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott, you cannot deny his upside. Zeke is an incredible, incredible player. Obviously, he did it all, and he deserves the money. Coming in at number one, we've got Devin Singletary. Now, I'm just kidding. That is a joke for all of you guys. Um, maybe one day. Maybe one day, Sam. Maybe. But coming in at number one is Saquon Barkley. I have to agree with you. The kid is just ridiculous. But at the end of the day, that is my top five running back list. Who's number four on your list? I'm sorry. Saquon. Number four. 
Number four was uh, Alvin Kamara. Okay. Yeah, well, thank you for watching the episode of the SSCM podcast. Our new episode will be coming Thursday, and we're actually going to preview all of the Week 2 games. And then we will go back to Thursdays weekly after our schedule got mixed up. We'll go back to Thursdays weekly from there. So catch you guys next time.